Hello friends and moms, because it's Mother's Day. It's Bad Flips and Maple Dips here. Uh, I'm Patrick, he's Justin. Do you like that little twist to the intro? It was nice, yeah, happy Mother's friends Day. Friends and moms. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And um, without you, we would not exist because that's biology. Indeed. Um, but also thanks for, you know, being moms and doing mom stuff and saying the right things. You know, you know how it is. Yeah. You're just going to let that linger in the air for like five seconds. I wasn't sure where you're going with that. <laughs> I had no idea. I, To be completely honest with you, I left that up so that because I wanted to see what you would say. And then you, that was the longest pause I think we've ever had. <laughs> ever. Uh, on this show. On this show. Maybe not. But yeah, no. Happy, yeah, it, yeah. happy Mother's Day. Uh, teams broke out the pink today, which is cool. Um... Good weekend for the Jays. They faced the toughest team uh, of the season that they've had to face so far. No disrespect intended to uh, any of the other teams, but I think this Braves team is stacked. And uh, we took we took three off of them. I didn't think this was going to happen, but they did it. And uh, the streak of going six and four every ten games continues. We are now a quarter of the way through the season, and this team is on pace for 97 wins. You like that? Yeah. Jeez, real talkative <laughs> today. Anyway, <laughs> if you like listening to Justin say one words uh, or one syllable words uh, every five to ten minutes, you can follow us at BFMD Podcast on Twitter. Uh, website is bfmdpodcast.com. We're just going to talk about the sweep, and we're going to get right into the the big series against the Yankees. Three games into this long 17 games and 17 days stretch, and things are looking good. Uh, let's just get right into it, Justin. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Uh, not too much news to talk about today on the injury front, since there hasn't been anything really new developing. Thankfully. Thankfully, yeah. Um, they mentioned on the broadcast the Jays and the Yankees are the only two teams in baseball to use only five starting pitchers so far. So it's a good sign. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we we know that our guys are durable and have been up to this point in their career. I f- I don't like the it when when the people only, say stuff. Yeah, but the only like time the only time that Chris Bassett's really ever missed time is when he took that line drive in the head, which is really out of his control. So that's scary. Yeah, that was super scary. There was another pitcher that got hit this week in the head as a skull fracture. Um, so that's pretty scary. Uh, but hopefully he's all right. Um, yeah, obviously the three nothing game and uh, on Friday night was was phenomenal. I didn't get to watch as much of it as I would have liked. I was busy doing some other stuff, but uh, Bassett complete game shutout. Every time I tuned kind of back into it for a couple of minutes, he, he was just sitting everybody down. It was the first complete game for the Blue Jays since June of 2015 when Papa Burley, Mark Burley was the Jay who uh, pitched that one, Patrick, if you remember that one way back when. <laughs> this that, was, that was crazy. That's, that's, it's been eight years, basically, almost since then. Well, no, because Ryan Fierben had a four-game complete, sh- uh, or four-inning I- complete game shutout in a, shortened game and then count. i think there was no i know it doesn't but then there was another one that was seven innings i don't remember the picture also for that, but that also... it might have been ryu i know they don't fucking count i'm just bringing it up doesn't for count. fun statistical nominee all right <laughs> okay then anyway masterful performance by chris bassett two yeah. hits and two walks 
nine innings. The dude only threw 103 pitches. He mm-hmm. just missed out on the fabled Maddox, Did which he? is a complete game shutout with under 100 pitches thrown. That is uh, efficiency. This was probably the strongest uh, single game performance by a pitcher on the year. Uh, I, I don't really care about K's. He got 27 outs like, up, against, uh, up against two hits. Yep. Uh, it was great. Uh, the bats weren't really... Uh, they didn't have much to say, but they didn't have to. We did get a home run from Dalton Varsho, which was really all we needed. But we did get a couple of insurance runs in the 7th and the 8th inning. Um, shout out to uh, George Springer Yep. for that. Springer did yep. the damage against Strider, which was tough that day because he struck out 12 Blue Jays over 6 and 2 thirds and... Yep. Yeah, Springer managed to get one through, and the Jays did enough damage against Strider Patrick where they were able to knock him out of the game uh, before they reached the eighth inning, which is always good because that left Varsho a chance in the eighth to add that insurance run on, which was nice. So. Yeah, that's right. It mm. was actually an, another masterful performance, too, by Strider. It was a real pitcher's oh, duel. Man. And uh, he was he was incredible. He threw 110 pitches in 6.2 innings pitch, so he wasn't as efficient as Bassett. Uh, one walk, uh, only five hits, but of course two runs, um, and that was enough for the Jays. Twelve strikeouts. He he's just he's a phenomenal pitcher, and he's only twenty four. Um, anyway, we're not a Braves podcast. Uh, we're a Jays podcast, <laughs> so we're gonna talk about the stuff that makes us happy. Uh, and the thing that made me really happy uh, in this game was Whit Merrifield. Stealing another base. He did that a lot this weekend. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about him later. But we also saw uh, Kevin Kiermaier go one for one with two walks. Uh, that's efficiency. Sure that's is. plate. Yeah. Um, because we don't care about, like, if there's no difference between a single, really, and a walk as far as getting on base. And we like guys that get on base. And so far this season, Kevin Kiermaier gets on base do you have anything else you want to say about this uh, absolute gem of a baseball game no i'm 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 happy with where we've left it game two was less of a gem but still a very fun baseball game if you're a blue jays fan uh kind of got off to a rocky start barrios gave up a two-run shot in the second inning to ozuna but uh was able to minimize the damage at that and give the blue jays five and two-thirds of two-run ball I don't care how you get me there. If you can get me almost six innings of two-run ball, I'm happy with it. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Garcia attempted to make a mess of it in, in his innings of work. He ended up loading the bases before Eric Swanson came in um, to get out of the jam. And Swanson was able to go an inning in two-thirds to bridge the gap to Jordan Romano, who got his 10th save of the year in a quick 1-2-3 inning with two strikeouts. What Merrifield Patrick, three stolen bases in this one giving him four in the series up to this point. Um, Kevin Kiermaier also stole a base and was three for four in the game. So two really good back-to-back games for Kiermaier, who scored two runs in this game for the Jays in a 5-2 win. Uh, They got uh, two doubles from Kiermaier, as well as an RBI double from Danny Jansen. Um, And that was where the difference. Chappie and Vladdy also contributed with RBIs in this one. But uh, this was a relatively, I guess, smooth game other than the Jimmy Garcia 
inning and the Barrios uh, two-run homer. But other than that, the Blue Jays were able to limit the damage and only give up seven hits on the day. And But they did walk six, which was kind of a little bit uh, uneasy. But it is what it is when you get the win. <laughs> Yeah, and Brios, uh, not terribly efficient with 101 pitches. Just 65 of them are strikes. I mean, I guess that's par for the course for Brios. Yep. Um, but not really a great showing for Jimmy Garcia, who kind of came in in relief. Uh, one one thing I'll say though, there's two thing two things I want to highlight for this game. The first one is, again, it's the bottom of the order. You know, turning things over. And then the big boys get the clutch hits. Incredible day for Ke- uh, for Kevin Kiermeyer, uh, and not to be you know, uh, you know, underwritten. Danny Jansen, of course, getting that uh, RBI as well. Um, we're just we're very fortunate in that Belt, Kiermeyer, and Jansen are all sort of finding their groove, and Witt's been pretty consistent the whole season. Mm-hmm. It's 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 almost ridiculous. I mean, Kevin Kiermaier is hitting three eleven for the season <laughs> with an eight fifty seven OPS. If you had told me at the beginning of the year these were the offensive numbers he would give us, I would not have at, predicted that. At least for the first quarter of the season, I would have been like, "You're stupid. You're insane." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is insane. He is. I don't even know what to say. It's almost getting to the point where you have to wonder why he's not leading off. It's like a different mm. player. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But I'm saying, like, on paper, mm. if you didn't know better, you'd be like, wow, this guy's hitting 300. This is crazy. Shut up. Just <laughs> let me have it. Uh, but Whit Merrifield also with the three stolen bases. They, this team, they're so aggressive yeah. on the base pass. And there was a double steal in there, too, wasn't there? Uh, I believe that was in game one with Springer in, Mer- in Merrifield. No, Springer had a stolen base in this game. Okay, that was that one then. Sorry. Five to two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember um, which game's which now. Team also went four for 13 with runners in scoring position. That's how you win baseball games. Um, and then the other thing I'll point out, Eric Swanson. Unbelievable. What, like, we've, we've, we haven't shut up about this guy <laughs> since he came on. This guy is, it's not just that he's a Swiss Army knife. He's, he's a, he's a, he, He's the sharpest knife that we have in our arsenal. It's incredible. I did not realize we were getting a player who can come in in any situation and and mop up. Like it's it's ridiculous. He gave us five outs, Justin. Yeah, there have only been three outings this year where he's given up a run, and it's only ever been one run. He's never had a blow up. Did you expect this from him? Were yes. you are you surprised? No. This is what the Jays thought they were getting, and what he did in Seattle last year. So I'm not, I'm not shocked at all. He's a it's an, tremendous it's, pitcher. It's crazy. Yeah. He it's a quarter of the way through the season, and he's already done 20.1 innings for us. And only given up three runs. Yeah, only given up three earn or three runs and three earned runs. Mm. Uh, two of which are off of home runs. Yeah. Only eight walks. 25 strikeouts opponents are hitting 108 against him mm-hmm. that's insane it's very good i'm worried about workload because the, obviously if you extrapolate he's on pace for 81 innings which would be his highest workload uh it'd be almost as high as his workload from the last two seasons combined 
Right. Do you see Swanson continuing to work at this rate? Um, I would hope not. I would hope that going forward there will be more games where the Blue Jays are farther ahead, where they won't need so much from Swanson and Romano especially. I think those are the two guys that you, you don't want to see. I mean, you love to see them when they're in the game because it usually means it's a close game where the Jays are winning. But the less they have to pitch, the the better until we get to like September, October, when we need these guys every day or every second day, you know? Yeah, he's had the benefit, though, of he had the day off on uh, after the second game of the Philadelphia series uh, mm-hmm. and then did not pitch on the 12th and did not pitch uh, today either. So he's been getting the rest. It's just he got stretched today, yeah. so probably isn't available tomorrow. Uh, and we'll talk about that series. I'm just, I'm so incredibly impressed. This guy can do it all. It's, it's, it's just amazing. We're so lucky to have him in our bullpen. Mm-hmm. I feel like this team would, would, would be much worse off without them, without him specifically. I agree. Yeah. Um, T- tell me about the third game though. Yeah. Cause I didn't get to watch it. <laughs> yeah. The third game today was. Uh, an up and down affair a real it was a real baseball game you could say because the teams seemed like neither team really wanted to win uh, there were five errors in the game patrick including three by the braves their outfield was doing whatever they could to just make a muck of it um former blue jay kevin pilar got a nice standing ovation in his first at bat which was nice yeah he actually did hit a home run today off kikuchi um, a solo shot. Uh, Al- Ozzy Albies and Ronald Acuna Jr. Led off, Acuna led off the game with a home run, but both of them had solo shots as well. Or, sorry, uh, Albies was a two-run shot. But those were the three home runs that Kikuchi gave up, Patrick. And that led to f- uh, five runs. Only four of them were earned. Uncharacteristic, Matt Chapman committed two errors today. But it was just a kind of a messy game. It seemed like neither team really wanted to win. They kind of just kept handing the lead back and forth. Uh, it seemed in the early going that uh, it was going to be one of those high-scoring affairs, like 10-9. to 9, But after the fourth inning, Patrick, there were no runs in the 5th, the 6th, the 7th, or the 8th. Uh, it was just cruise control for the bullpens. Anthony Bass had another clean inning. He did give up a walk, but struck out a batter. No hits, no runs. Justin Jack, or what's his name? Is not Justin Jackson, is it? I can't remember his name anymore. It's Jay. It's Jay Jackson. My Jay friend. Jackson, yeah. Jay Jackson also had a scoreless inning with a walk. Trevor Richards threw two innings t- today. Patrick three Ks. Again, they're nice stretching him. Yep. It it's nice today. to see him see him do well when it works, but when it doesn't, it's mm. you got to wonder. Like, it th- he's been stretched uh, four times in a row now. Yep. Four appearances in a row, he's been stretched. It kind of I, seems like they're going to make that his role, and I mean, for the most part, it has worked. But yeah, you're like you're right. When it's when it's good, it's good. When it doesn't go well, it doesn't go well. Um, and then Nate Pearson ended up getting credit for the win as he pitched the top <laughs> of the ninth. Just to lead off the bottom half of the ninth, Vlad Guerrero hit what he thought was a game tying solo shot to right field, but it bounced off the top of the wall and stayed in the park. And unfortunately for Vlad, he was not running hard and was only held to a single on it. But lucky for Vlad, uh, the Blue Jays were able to load the bases with two outs for the greatest hitter of all time, Denny Jansen. And he delivered Patrick with a RBI single with the bases loaded to score two runs to win the ball game. And the Blue Jays walked off with a 6-5 to victory. 
Danny but Jansen's the greatest hitter of all time. You heard it here. And uh, uh, Whit Merrifield stole his fifth base of the series today. Just want to point that out as well. Dude's got wheels. Oh, we yeah. talked about this off microphone about what our expectations were as far as base running for this team. Uh, but also Whit Merrifield specifically. Uh, in our preseason show, I talked about how I had this idea that as long as he's perfectly healthy, I don't see why Witt can't steal 40 for us. He's yeah. he's now up to 12, which is four below what his total was last year, where his entire season was tanked because of an injury. Um, he's on pace now for 48 uh, if he plays every game, which he hasn't this year, but he probably should. Uh, Brandon Belt. Man, I was so wrong about Brandon Belt, and you were right. And I'll I'll ad- I'll readily admit that. Like I'm fine with that. I didn't think he would hit 244. He's had some multi-hit games recently that have helped to boost that average. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At a, the absolute like dumpster of a start that he had, he's giving our lineup a level of depth that I I didn't again I didn't expect us to have. Uh, Danny Jansen two for five, of course, with the big to run uh single for the win santiago espinal went two for four uh he scored a run so again uh he was turning the lineup over the guys at the bottom of the order everybody merrifield had one everybody at the bottom of the order had a hit yeah yep chappie's Um, gotten a little bit cold lately um he's cooled off but i mean that was always gonna happen (laughs) yeah he's hitting 246 in his last 15 games but it's with no home runs uh, and it's yeah. it's regression to the mean but like what's great about it is well i guess nothing's great about that part of it but what's great about this team is that as soon as one guy cools off you got other guys stepping up brandon belt danny jansen uh has been hitting a lot better as of late and of course with merrifield uh swiping the bags and kevin kiermeyer contributing danny's an interesting cat because he's been up and down all year and he hasn't quite sorted it out but man when he gets that clutch hit it's like you forget everything you just get lost in those eyes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean the good the good news is that uh i mean he's he's been hitting in key situations he's got five rbis his last seven games hitting under 200 in that time but i mean if he comes up with big hits like this i'm i'm fine with them coming when they come but uh yep yeah, we don't expect Danny Jansen to hit 300, but it'd be nice if he could hit around 230 even. I'd be happy with that. So I think he'll 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 heat up a little bit more here as it goes along and get there by the end of the season. I have no doubt about that. Uh, good to see. Same Espy with Kirky. With yeah, Kirky's been kind of just hitting. He's been he's had the Vladdy issue where he's just been topping everything. The launch yeah. angle hasn't been good. He's been. Uh, they Buck was talking about. He's kind of been late on a lot of things. He's just been early on cha- like late on fastballs. So they're throwing him change-ups, and he's just rolling over top of them and smoking them into the ground. And, yeah, it's it's been a bit of a rough go for him the last little couple weeks here. He'll get there, but, I mean, look at all the guys at the bottom of the order right now that are, are on, like, starting to get heated up. Like, yep. it's just, it's amazing. Belt's on an absolute heater. I feel like you have to DH him over Kirk at this point. Oh, yeah, which Ride. is probably a good thing, honestly, for Kirky to not overwork yeah. him. Um, and, yeah, you're right, Brandon Belt's sitting... 319 his last 15 games and 455 for his last seven so the batting average has climbed from 
the 110 or whatever it was at one point to 240, uh, 244 on the year now. So that's right back to his career numbers, basically. And if, if he can keep that up, we're, we'd love to see that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a relief. Uh, and I think that's why, like, we're starting to see the bottom of the order carry uh, carry this team through wins. I mean, it was certainly a big contributing factor to sweeping this, you know, prospective World Series, you know, opponent. Um, I'm happy. I'm thrilled that they were able to do this. I didn't think they could take three off the Braves, and they did. And now they've got a big series up against the Yankees. But before we leave that, uh, just a couple of lightning round yes or no questions. Uh, Justin, are you worried about George Springer anymore? No, I never was. Good answer. Uh, are you worried about Kikuchi after this performance? No. No, this he, is a really reason, good Braves reason, team. Reason being that I'm not, not worried about Kikuchi is the damage he gave up was with balls in play. He did not give any free passes today. Zero walks, struck out seven. There were some location issues where he hung some pitches right down Broadway, and good hitters are going to hit those. But I'm I'm still happy with what he's given the Blue Jays so far this season, uh, even more so because the bullpen was able to bail him out today, and and throw five or throw uh, five scoreless. So that always helps. But no, I'm not worried about Kikuchi. Okay, yes or no question: uh, Is Jay Jackson going to get sent down? Yes. Uh, okay, and then one last one, yes or no. Uh, are you impressed with Nate Pearson so far? Yes, I am. I'm, he's done more than enough to warrant being on the roster at this point. So does that mean you your choices for when Mitch White and uh, Adam Simber return, you're thinking that it's going to be Jay Jackson and... Um, Nate Pearson. You don't think it's Zach Pop? Zach Pop's not on the... He's hurt, he's hurt right now, too. Oh, right. I forgot. Yeah. Well. <laughs> that's really all you can say. I mean, yeah. the, the other thing, too, is, like... Like, I'm really happy... Like, Nate's getting his, his opportunity. I'm really happy about it. I He's not blowing me away, but he's not... He, he's not bad. I think he's beating the projections, isn't he? Yeah, I haven't looked probably, at what his yeah. FIP is, lately, but, but yeah, he's but hurt. he's um, yeah, he's just like he's surviving. Yeah. Uh, uh, biggest thing that's coming up here, obviously, we've, there's a big week of American League East action now, and the Yankees and the Orioles are coming to town. Now, based on game times, we won't be able to record again before the Baltimore series, but it's also too early to preview pitching matchups because. That's four days from now, and things could change. There are four games against the New York Yankees, Patrick. All 7.07 Eastern time starts, Monday through Thursday. In game one, it's looking like Johnny Brito versus Alec Manoa. Alec Manoa is, of course, off to a rough start. Had one of his really good outings, though, against the Yankees in the Bronx earlier in, this, earlier in, the, uh, in April. So hopefully he can re- kindle that relationship that uh, he just hates the Yankees and hopefully uh, he can use that as motivation to have a good start <laughs> uh, Domingo Herman versus Kevin Gosman game two then we get Garrett Cole up against Chris Bassett that's an interesting one obviously we know Garrett Cole strikes out a lot of batters the Jays have gotten to him a little bit in the past and seem to find ways to scratch runs across for him and of course Bassett coming off the complete game shutout and then the finale, another good pitching matchup, uh, Nestor Cortez Jr. versus Jose Barrios. 
So we get four good pitching matchups here. A lot of interesting stuff happening. Um, and, I mean, the Yankees just took two to three from Tampa Bay, which is interesting. They lost today, but were able to, it was a one-run game. So, I mean, they played the Rays tough. And we know the Yankees always seem to do well against the Blue Jays. But uh, Aaron, Aaron Judge being back helps them tremendously. He came back about a week ago now and has hit some home runs since then. And it'll be their first visit to the newly renovated Rogers Center outfield. So we'll see how they fare both on offense with the new fence dimensions as well as on defense with the different angles and wall heights and such. But, I mean, always a tough series against the Yankees. Obviously, they're right behind the Blue Jays in the standings right now because everyone in the American League East is winning games. So it's a it's a big moment in in mid May, Patrick. And what do you think? What do you see happening in this series? Uh, I feel very good about at least two of these pitching matchups. Um, I don't. I haven't looked up anything for Johnny Brito, but it feels like a good time for Alec Manoa to put out a good start. Uh, Kevin Gossman is incredible uh i'm not afraid of domingo herman uh i've never been afraid of garrett cole uh and chris bassett's coming off a masterful performance i just i don't know i feel like they have the right momentum going into this uh you know the next seven games uh you know key uh key bullpen players are relatively well rested i I don't know, man. I, I'd really like to see them take this series. It'd be, I think it'd be a good statement uh, that the Jays are not this wishy-washy team that's going to either sweep or be swept because <laughs> that's kind of what the last two weeks have been like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm feeling really good. How do you feel about that matchup, uh, Garrett Cole versus Chris Bassett? Yeah, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how Bassett kind of backs up his most recent performance. Garrett Cole's having maybe his best year so far with the Yankees at the very least, and he's he's been very good striking out batters at a uh, very high rate and not giving up walks as he's been known to, to not do. Um, I mean, that's a tough matchup. Cole's got a 2-2-2 ERA in 56 innings across nine starts so far. Hasn't lost a game yet. The whip's just over one, so he's not given up a lot of base runners. So you really have to take advantage of those limited opportunities that you're going to get similar to how well they just did against strider right you got to get a couple on and whether it's a walk or a bloop or an error and you got to find ways to bring whatever runners you get on base around or hope you hit maybe a couple of solo shots off of them he does give up his fair share of home runs still but i mean it's it's tough his fastball is so good right i mean throws almost 100 with it locates it all over the zone throws it most of the time like 55 percent four seam fastballs so you kind of have to sit on the heater and hope that you get one to hit but batters are only hitting 184 against it so you, you've really got to make the most of your opportunities when you get one right down the middle or that he hangs a breaking ball so it's it's one of those games where you just have to take advantage of every opportunity what do you make of nasty nester he's not really off to a good start this year yeah, he had the hamstring issues in spring training, and I mean, I think that has probably not helped his case so far this year. Still a guy who obviously is capable of, of pitching tremendously uh, when the, when he when he's on, but yeah, you're right, has had some rough games, especially lately, just gave up six runs to Tampa 
on uh, a yes in yesterday's game, um, and hasn't had uh, a game all year where he's been scoreless. He's always been scored upon. His really his best start was kind of his first and his third, where he only gave up one and two runs. Since then, he's had games where he's given up seven and given up six, and has also given up uh, seven home runs so far this season. So. It's really uncharacteristic. He's still striking out a fair, few, a fair amount of batters, but uh, is definitely giving up a lot more hard contact than he had, uh, especially last season anyway. So um, I'm not sure what to make of that at this point. The Yankees pitching is kind of a mess right now. You do have guys who are performing well, like Eric Cole, Michael King, Wadi Peralta. We'll even give credit to, like, I don't know, I guess, like, Ian Hamilton, but like Johnny Brito's numbers are worse than Nestor Cortez's. Yeah, Brito is one of their prospects. He's their number twenty-six prospect, so he's just kind of getting his feet wet in the bigs. Yeah, he's he hasn't done terribly well, and then you've got other other guys like I don't know. I I'm not really impressed with Domingo Herman I mean, so far this season either. The, the this thing about Domingo Herman that you have to look into too like yeah the era is at four but the whip is below one it's at 0.96 right he's he's giving up he's giving up some home runs yeah it's about about one and a half per nine which isn't a terrible amount but he doesn't i don't know he just gives up some hard contact when he like when he does get hit it seems to be pretty pretty spicy and i mean it's his four seam fastball that he's been getting eaten alive on so far so if you kind of eliminate his breaking stuff and just focus on fastballs, you got a pretty good chance at getting some hits. He, he throws his curveball the most, like forty percent of the time, and the fastballs at twenty eight percent. So I mean, you've you've got those two pitches to look out for with the changeup and the sinker and reserve. And I mean, he's he's an interesting guy because he's going to go up against Gosman, right? And I mean, outside of a couple of one inning blowups for Gosman, he's been completely dominant so far this season so i mean you have to expect that that's going to be a tough one for the yankees to win i think they're all going to be tough for the yankees to win because <laughs> their bullpen is also not really effective either like they've got like i said there's a couple of the usual suspects like michael king who are mm -hmm. are are you know successful but i feel like this is the perfect time for the jays to be playing the yankees because they have so many starters and relief pitchers that are just not delivering. Yep. And uh, the Alec Manoa versus Johnny Brito, I feel like that's going to set the tone very well. And I hope uh, Manoa goes out there and he's prepared because yeah, both these, these guys have a lot to prove in this start. And uh, neither of them has been particularly impressive. So yeah, exactly. this is kind of like a prove it type of start i feel like even though it is at well, home yada, yeah yada. and i mean you go into it with at least you have romano and swanson who didn't pitch today and richard was able to eat two innings so you were able to kind of save some outs there but yeah. i mean your your bullpen's not fully rested because you you had them pitch five innings today and uh four innings yesterday almost so i mean it's the higher leverage some, guys, though, some, are rested. Yeah, they are, but you also need Manoa to get you deep, in, deeper into this game because your lower leverage guys like Trevor Richards and Anthony Bass went today, right? I mean, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's uh, 
it's going to be interesting to see how how deep Manoa can go because that's that's been something that he's struggled with this year. I mean, good news is that uh, like I'm I'm pretty sure that Bass and and Jackson will be able to pitch again tomorrow, and as well Pearson because Pearson only threw 13 pitches today, so you you will have some guys available, but you want to either have this game be uh, a win, like a, you're, you're, you're leading when you get to the sixth or seventh inning so that you can use your Swansons and your Amanos. You don't want to have to use them in a game where you're down by four or five runs just because there's nobody else that can pitch, you know? That's kind of yeah, what you're, about. Yeah, you're right. I, it's, this is a, the first game I feel like is really going to set the tone for the series. Mm-hmm. I think Gossman is the heavy favorite over Herman. Just because he's having a, a great season, yeah. Uh, a Cole probably, yeah. I mean, Cole Garrett Cole is does not scare me, but he's also one of the best starters in baseball right now. You gotta gotta give him the edge, and then I don't know what to make of Cortez versus Brios because both of them have had good starts. Both of them have had <laughs> really really bad starts. Yeah. It's almost like they're both very inconsistent. So depending on which one of which shows up, it, it could go either way. Yep, of course. Dramatically, it could be eight yeah. one, or it could be the you know the Yankees up eight to one. Who knows? Yeah, and then of course uh, next weekend the Orioles will come to town. The Jays will get their first look at Baltimore, and I mean Baltimore's off to a solid start. They're currently second place in the division. So there's a lot of potential for movement within the AL East this week with the the Jays playing both. Yankees and Baltimore you've got a chance to keep New York behind you and then you've got a chance to pull Baltimore back towards you so I mean it's a week of of taking advantage and I mean you're you are you're jockeying for position with with team with four other teams who all have winning records right now so every time you play them the those games are doubly important because it's it's a big swing if you do lose those games to your division foes so uh, an, an important seven-day stretch, and I mean the Jays have only lost three games at home so far. So you like their chances at Rogers Center, but you've got to defend your your home turf. Yeah, this is gonna. Be, I'm excited. I'm excited to play the Yankees. I'm also. I'm more excited to see the Orioles. I think they're the better team, and I think they're a good. This is. This whole week is like a good benchmark week. Mm-hmm. I I would be satisfied with four and three just because it's a lot to ask of a team to play seven games in seven days uh and there's zero chance that any of the games will be re-canceled or rescheduled due to weather so it's a lot it's going to be a busy week and um i'd say four and three is a win what do you think yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right i think 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 you're right i think you're right yeah Sorry, I'm just reading. I'm just reading my Twitter feed, trying to see if, if there's any news while you were chatting there. But nothing has really come across the desk, so it's good. Yeah, it's a quiet Sunday evening. Enjoy your time with your moms, and um, you know, get a good night's rest because this is a long week of baseball. I, I'm sure the Jays aren't the only other team that's got to play every uh, game every day. I am very excited that we are 25% of the way through the season and the team is definitely winning as many games as I had hoped. Maybe not in the way that we had wanted uh, with, you know, electric starting pitching and clutch home runs, but 
they're playing a better uh, game overall, better defensively. Uh, they're more successful with small ball, and uh, the bottom of the order is hitting, and we are getting meaningful quality innings out of the lower leverage relievers. So, got to be happy, right? Got to be. Things are things are looking okay for the Blue Jays right now, so hopefully it stays that way, and we can keep talking about them winning series and doing these little six and four, ten game stretches that they need to do all season to get close to 100 wins, so... You keep playing consistently like this, and hopefully teams like Tampa and Baltimore start losing a few more and coming back uh, down towards you so that you can still have a chance at the division. So still really early to be talking about that, but, I mean, we're getting to the point, like, like you said, it's a quarter of the way done already, which feels like time's just flown by. Yeah, totally. Take us home, Justin. Yeah, well, we'll be back on Sunday next weekend as the uh, game time's this week do not allow us to have an opportunity to record but uh, we'll be back in a week to review seven american league east opponent games against the yankees and the orioles if you like what we do give us a follow on twitter at bfmd podcast we'll be sharing thoughts throughout the week and retweeting important news you can check out our website at bfmdpodcast.com and listen to our show wherever you get your podcasts. For Patrick Marsh out in Halifax, I'm Justin Anderson here in Saskatoon, and we will see you in a week. Bye.